What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Molding the Mindset. Today, we are doing the second episode of our new mini series, Worth the Read. And today, we'll be discussing The Last Lecture by Randy Pausch. This is one of the first books that was shared to me with my first mentor. And it's a very easy read. It's something that I think everyone should uh, everyone should read at some point. Uh, doesn't matter. And I, again, I don't think it's it matters how old you are. I think it's impactful whether you're 15 or whether you're 55. It's a very impactful book. Um, again, it's never too late to change. So I think that this is something that once you read it, you kind of get a better understanding of this is how I should be living my life. Um, and I. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to get into it. So please sit back and enjoy the episode. What's going on, everyone? This episode of Worth the Read is brought to you by Petrosky Physio. Nick Petrosky is a doctor of physical therapy with a specialization in athletic and fitness related injuries. Practicing in the Philadelphia area, Dr. Petrosky can alleviate pain and help rehabilitate your injury by using a combination of techniques that include dry needling and soft tissue work within as little as four weeks. For a free consultation on your injury, reach out to Nick by emailing him at petroskyphysio at gmail.com. That's P-E-T-R-O-S-K-I-P-H-Y-S-I-O, petroskyphysio at gmail.com, or DM, DM him on all social media platforms at Petrosky Physio. Enjoy the episode. And we are back with another episode of Worth the Read. As I said in the intro, we'll be discussing today the last lecture by Randy Pausch. And I'm really excited to talk about this one. Um, I've read this book a couple times. And again, I'll give you a little cheat sheet. There is a speech, it's about an hour long. You can look it up on YouTube, same title, The Last Lecture by Randy Pausch. Um, but this book was one of the first books that was ever shared with me with a mentor, with my first mentor. And um, very impactful. Uh, although it's, you know, I, I like this book because it's kind of how I'm trying to model the podcast where it doesn't go super self-helpy or super uh, scientific about how to change and all that stuff. It's just basic, fundamental ways of changing, ways of living, lessons learned, and experiences, right? I think that changing, you know, changing is, it, there's a lot, there's a lot to making changes in life, and it's, um, not only taking lessons from other people and learning from your experiences, but it's also the dedication, patience, and consistency of trying to change, you know, the actual process of it. And I think that doesn't take a lot of self-help material, which I'm not trying, I don't want to make this, again, I've said it a bunch of times, I want to make this podcast like that. I want it to be something where it's just a conversation about here's what to do and here's how to go about doing it. You know, it doesn't need to be super scientific. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert on this stuff. I'm just taking all the stuff that was shared with me that has helped me get closer to where I want to be in life. So I think this book is a perfect example of that. 
Um, like I said in the intro again, it's an easy read. It's something that I think everyone um, should read at some point in their life. And I don't think whether you read it at 15 or 55, that it that there will be a difference in the impact. I think regardless, it will still be impactful. So Randy Pausch was a professor at Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon, one of the most prestigious universities in the country. If you don't know what Carnegie Mellon is, look it up. Carnegie Mellon is somewhere it, that if you are, obviously you can tell by the way I'm speaking, I'm not going to be going to Carnegie Mellon anytime soon, but if you're trying to become an engineer, if you're trying to be, you know, trying to get into computer science, if you're trying to do um, anything related to the scientific community, um, it's it's somewhere you, you want to be. And it's probably the, if not the most difficult place to get into, one of the most difficult universities to get into in the country. So he was a professor there. The last lecture was a series that Carnegie Mellon used to host where I would invite professors to give a speech, you know, if they were passing away, what would they, you know, here's an opportunity to give a last lecture. What would they want to share? What would they say? You know, what would they want to pass on to people um, if this was the last time they got to, to speak to people? It just so happened to be that in this in instance, it was. At the time Randy is giving this speech, he had 10 tumors in his liver. And he does a great job of, I think he does a great job of explaining in the book to kind of paint that picture for you of what's going on in the room as he gives the speech. But if you want to watch the speech as well, he, he makes light of the situation by saying, you know, here's what we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about cancer. We're not going to talk about my wife and my kids. Um, and then he goes into, I'm in tremendous health kind of makes fun of the people in the room saying, I'm probably in better shape than you are. And in doing so, he drops down on the floor, starts doing push-ups, um, and jumps up and says, see, so don't feel bad for me. Uh, don't, I don't want you to think this is a sob story. This is not that at all. Which is amazing, by the way. I don't want to just blow over that. Like, that's not an astonishing point. Like, for someone who is any again makes another point of saying I am fully aware of what's going on I, I I'm not ignoring the fact that I'm sick I know what's happening but I choose not to let it affect the way that I live I choose to continue to, to live my life the way I want to until I can't any longer and it's a it's a when you hear that or when you read that it opens up your mind to wanting to go, okay, I want to really want to hear what this guy has to say. You know, here's this guy that's going through a really tough time, but he's not letting it show. And he's here to make sure that he brings enough energy for everyone in the room to learn or any, everyone reading the book to learn. So he does break the speech or book down into three parts. And it's, he touches on his childhood dreams. He touches on enabling the dreams of others. 
And then the last part of the book is lessons he's learned along his journey. How you can achieve your dreams or enable the dreams of others. And the lessons he's learned in doing all of that. Right? So again, he starts off, he starts the book off with his own childhood dreams. And I think if you're able to reflect back If you're my age at 27, if you're able to reflect back and think, you know, what were some of the things when I was younger um, that I wanted to accomplish? What were some of the cool things that I wanted to do that you thought were pipe dreams or as you thought the people around you thought were, okay, that's unrealistic, like just get a job. You know, those are sort of the things that he touches on is these, these need to be your drivers. You know, these are the things that, these are not impossible. You know, if I can achieve them, so can you. And I think I've said that uh, multiple times. You know, if I that if I can do something like this, where I can you know try and do the podcast, um, try to start an app, move to Los Angeles, anything like that, you can definitely do it as well. And I think that's his point when he comes to talking about tra- his childhood dreams, is that those should be the things that you try for. Whether you achieve them or not is another thing. But just understanding the fact or wrapping your head around the fact that those are achievable and not impossible, I think is the major is the major takeaway. So a couple of the ones that I took away um, from that part of the book um, and that part of the speech, one was playing in the NFL. So if you see him, you're obviously going to go, okay, this guy's never played a lick of football in his life. He's not very, he's not built very well, but he pay, he played, I think he played up until grade school and that was enough for him. And he talks about that in the speech, right? No, I never, and he does a great job of also making uh, jokes and making light of all of the things like, here's what I wanted to do. Didn't get there, but here's what I've learned. And I think the biggest takeaways from from the playing in the NFL dream were one of the things he learned was fundamentals, right? You have to get the fundamentals down because otherwise the fancy stuff won't work. So even years and years and years after he was done playing football, this is something that impacted him in the long term. You have to have the fundamentals down. Because otherwise, the fancy stuff won't work. I look at that from my perspective and I go, you know, I, could, I couldn't agree more. If I can't do the basic things right, how am I going to do all the complicated stuff right? From, the business, from a business standpoint, when it comes to developing scene, developing an app, if we can't do the basics right, we're not going to be able to do the fancy stuff right. So when we want to upgrade and upgrade the app, when we want to try to turn it into this, you know, this massive vision that we have, if we can't just accomplish the basic fundamentals of what we're trying to do and the, and the idea, we're not going to be able to implement all those other things. So that was a great that was a great takeaway. Another thing he pulled away from that was 
his coach used to ride him a lot in practice. You're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. And the point he makes was when you're screwing up and no one is saying anything, that means they gave up on you. And that was very impactful as well. He goes on to say, your critics are the ones that still love you and care. So when they stop criticizing you, you know, okay, I'm not doing something right. Okay, I've messed up. I need to make a change. I need to, I'm doing something completely different. You know, we should, we should look for criticism. We should look for feedback because that's how we get better. That's how we know if we're messing up. That's how we know we're not doing something right. We need to change. We could be doing this better. And although he never made it to the NFL, he goes on to say, experience is what you get when you didn't get what you wanted. And that's just as valuable. You know, those childhood dreams should drive you. Those childhood dreams shouldn't, you shouldn't think they're impossible. But if you fail to achieve something, don't look at it as a failure you still gained valuable lessons and experience. Although you didn't get what you wanted, right? You still got to go, oh, okay, well, I didn't get what I wanted, but here's what this thing taught me. The next dream he had was to be a Disney Imagineer. And a Disney Imagineer is someone who obviously works at Disney, and those are the people that come up with all the absolutely insane... When you go to a Disney park and experience all of the rides, all of the attractions, someone had to come up with that. Those are the Disney Imagineers. And he talks about his experience trying to get into the Disney Imagineers. And how when he applied and how he got there, again, I'm, I'm going to try and keep this um, detail-oriented. I, I want to explain where he goes with these stories, but I also want to make it to the fact that you're curious and want to learn more. I don't want to just say, here's what happened. You know, you should just go and read the book and find out. But some of the things he takes away from it are brick walls, right? Brick walls are there for a reason. They let us prove how badly we want something. But also there to stop the other people who don't want it as bad enough. So although you're going through this process, right, you want to try and accomplish something, and the minute something doesn't go the way you think it should go, it's not backing out on it, right? It's just going... All right, I know I still want this. What is this trying to teach me? 
where do I need to pivot? How do, what do I need to do to get, to get through that brick wall? Because you know this is what you want. And, under, and going back to understanding that it's not impossible, you need to figure out a way to get there. And he also says, the brick walls are there for those who don't want it enough. Or who don't want it bad enough. So don't let those brick walls stop you. When you're trying to go through something, when in this case he's talking about trying to become a Disney Imagineer, the experience he talks about is pretty cool. I would definitely read the book and hear what the experience was that taught him about the, the brick walls. And what his brick wall was in this particular case. But again, don't let that brick brick wall stop you. They're there for a reason. And they let us prove how badly we want something. Another thing was, and I think this was a pretty interesting takeaway, was that if we wait long enough, people will always impress you. And that was something that he took away from his time at Disney Imagineering from the guy that he worked under. Um, one of his mentors had, had said, wait long enough and people will always impress you. So although sometimes we see I'm trying to think about how I want to word this. Although Sometimes people, whether it's colleagues, whether it's your bosses, or whether it's just your friends, aren't doing what you, you know, what you expect them to be doing, or aren't doing things that are up to your standards or up to the standards that maybe you hold them to. Wait long enough, and I promise you, they will always impress you. Don't just throw them to the wayside. Don't just go, don't just give up on them, and I and in the end, they will impress you. There is a lot more to that first section. I just want to highlight some of the uh, a couple of the things that that I had taken away from it. Again, you read the book. You're gonna listen to the speech you'll find out what the rest of the information is. Another little tidbit in there that he had pointed out was indirect learning. So although you're doing something that you think, you know, you're thinking how to, you think that you're learning how to do this, but when in reality it's teaching you how to do this. That was another great point that he had brought up and he discusses throughout the, throughout the speech, throughout the book as well. The second part of the book is enabling the dreams of others. So he touches on how he went about, and I think this was a big interest of mine and something that I wanted to figure out how how he went, how he did it and what his thoughts are, were on it because I like to see the people around me succeed. 
if there's anything I can do to help anyone around me get to where they're trying to go or in the direction of where they're trying to go, that's success for me. I enjoy seeing people thrive. I enjoy seeing people have success. And if I could help in any way, shape, or form to get you in that direction, then for me, that's success. That's why I say, reach out to me. Please reach out to me. Whether it's just for feedback on the podcast, whether it's for a comment on the podcast, but more importantly, if there's something that I can help with, please reach out to me. If I can't, I might know someone. And if I don't know someone who can help, I can give you advice on what I think you should do. Just as some feedback, just as someone to bounce an idea off of. I'm here to, you know, I'm here to help. That's why I say, reach out to me. And I'll give my email at the end of the episode of the podcast and Instagram. Please reach out to me and encourage that. I want to help enable the dreams of others. How he did it was building a program and getting back, sorry, getting back to the, to the topic, how he, Randy Pelsch, enabled the dreams of others was by being a professor and building this program at Carnegie Mellon that allowed individuals from all different departments of the university come and build virtual reality worlds. Um, and then from there, you know, he would mentor his students and try to get them to where they want to be in life. Um, the one example he brings up is a student he had who wanted to work on the Star Wars, Star Wars films, but after the old trilogy and before the new trilogy back in the 2000s, early 2000s, uh, and that guy, that guy ended up going and working on all three of those new trilogies. So he brings up that as an, as, a, uh, as an example of how he went and tried to enable the dreams of others. And I think we should all enable the dreams of each other, right? I think a lot of the times people can be selfish with success and think that it's only for them and, you know, I deserve this or I, you know, no. There's enough to go around. There's enough for everyone to have success. Whether you want it or not is different. That's on the individual. But it's important to know that Anyone and everyone can reach heights that you didn't think were imaginable. With the help of others, with the support of others, that is how everyone gets better. I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but that is his, that is his point throughout this section of the speech, of the book. And then lastly, he talks about the lessons that he's learned along the way. So he talks about the importance of his parents, the importance of his mentors, and the importance of his students. He talks about how his parents let him draw on the walls because he was always someone who had crazy visions and, and always wanted, you know, was always a dreamer, so he always was able and allowed to draw stuff on the walls. He 
talks about how his parents were up until they were 80. He shows a couple of pictures of his dad on a roller coaster at 80. So there's a picture of his mom on her 70th birthday in a go-kart. Right, so his parents are always full of life and full of adventure. And he talks about how he tries to model himself after that. He touches on a couple of his mentors, which for me, I've mentioned mentors a couple of times in a couple of the episodes of the podcast. I did an episode on it. You should go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it. But he touches on a couple of his mentors and how th- and what he's learned from them. And then he touches on his students as well, highlights some of the um, some of the students that had the biggest impact in his programs. And then he rattles off a few other lessons that he's learned along the way. One that I really liked was never lose never lose your childlike wonder. And to me that means never lose the ability to question why about everything. Don't just think you know, right? Don't think you know everything. Don't think you know the answer. Don't think you know how to do something. Un- try and understand it. Is there something I can do better? What if I tried this? What if I tried that? What if this idea... And then when it comes to even ideas, right? What if someone... What if there was something like this? Or what if there was something like that? What if there was an app for this? What if you could do this? Wouldn't it be cool if you could do that, right? So like, that always be wondering if there's better ways, if there's certain reasons, what's the why behind everything. Because as a kid, I don't have kids. I know from, you know, just being around my little cousins or stories you hear from parents, stories you hear from your parents about when you were a kid, right? So I was like, you never, you never stop asking why. Why? Why this? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Why is this like that? Why is that like that? That's the childhood the childhood wonder. Always questioning things. Always wanting to know why why this is like that. Why? 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 Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? You know. All, that is what he's referring to. From my perception. He talks about being a Tigger or an Eeyore, which I really like. You know, you're going to be that person who's always negative and down and complains, or you're going to be that person that's that energy spark. Even when things are tough, being optimistic and and knowing that we're going to get out of it. We're going to be okay. We're going to make it through. We will survive. You know, we will get to the next step. Another one that I really liked was loyalty as a two-way street. If someone has gone out of their way above and beyond to help you, don't give them a half-ass effort back. 
If someone invests their time into you, don't be selfish and think that you don't owe them anything back. Or don't think that, you know, they were just, you know, oh, it is what it is. Like they were, yeah, they were supposed to do that. Like I don't owe them anything. Like, no, loyalty is a two-way street. If someone is investing their time into you, you need to give them the time back. You need to give them the effort back. If someone gives you a job, although you might not like it, make sure you're going in day in and day out and still doing your job because you didn't get that job. That person helped you get that job and your loyalty back to them is making sure that you see the job through until the end. He talks about how to get people to help you. Right? You can't do anything alone. Everything requires a team. Whether it's a business, whether it's I don't know. A race. Whether it's life in general, you need people to help you, right? You need mentors, you need to learn from other people's experiences, you need friends to help you out, right? So you can't get there alone. And when he says how to get people to help you, he goes, I think it's most important to always tell the truth, be earnest, apologize when you screw up, and focus on others, not yourself. Don't bail. This one, I think I hold in high regard because at my age or even younger it is, you get a lot of people who bail on you, right? You get a lot of people who say they're going to do something or say, you know, oh yeah, I can do this, I can do that, and then they just never do it. They bail on it. Want to make plans? Yeah, let's make plans. Ah, can't do it. Can't do it. Something came up, I gotta, you know, I gotta bail. And at my age, at 27, you see a lot of it. I think that is something that over time, you gain more value for, and you learn that holding yourself accountable to your commitments is something that is more important. I think that's something that takes time to understand. But I think it's important to get it now, though. Like, it's important to understand that if you say you're going to do something, you do not bail. Because you never know what's going to come out of it. Whether, again, whether if it's commitments just with people or with a business, the moment it gets tough... Don't bail. And he had a mentor of his that said, the best gold is at the bottoms of the barrels of crap. And I really, really, really like that, um, his take on that point. Uh, he talks about having a, f- a feedback loop and listening to it. Don't complain, just work harder. Be prepared. Luck is where preparation and opportunity meet. And then he wraps up 
the speech by asking if every, everyone understood the head fake because the theme he tries to set throughout the entire speech is here's how to achieve your childhood dreams. When in reality, it's not at all what he was trying to teach. He calls it the head fake. He talks about it in the book. I didn't touch on it on purpose. I want you to learn it from the book or from the speech to understand what it means. But the entire speech was not about how to achieve your childhood dreams. But it's just how to live your life. And if you live your life in this way, your dreams and the things you want in life tend to come to you. If you work hard and you live your life this way, your dreams will come to you. So that was the last lecture by Randy Pausch. I encourage you guys to go read it or listen to the lecture. Just YouTube the, the last lecture. Search it on YouTube. You'll be able to pull it up. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. It's a great speech. It really hits home. It's very impactful. Um, and I think if I were to help someone start from square one, this would be one of the first books that I would introduce to that, right? So you would do, you know, we did last time starting with why. Understanding the reasons you do what you do and why you do them, right? What is that thing? What is that why that keeps you on your path? And then I think this would be the second book because I really truly believe that it teaches a lot of great lessons but lessons that you can implement into your own life, right? Not just empty lessons. I think that the way he approaches sharing the experiences and where he learned all of this information from, you know, where he got these values from is more impactful than just saying them, right? He could just go up there and say, yeah, this is what I think. But he does a great job of incorporating stories and experiences on how he learned how to live his life this way. Hope everyone had a great 4th of July. Hope everyone is having a great weekend. Hope everyone is enjoying, enjoying time with friends and family. I will talk to you guys in the next one. As always, thank you guys for listening. You can always reach out to me by email or on social media, Instagram in particular. It's underscore BG219. DM me if you just want to have a conversation. I would love to talk to you. Or email me at rgosa105 at gmail.com. And until the next one, I will talk to you guys later. Peace.